0: is our refuge and our strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Though the earth be renewed, Hi, and welcome to Journey Through the Word, a podcast that takes us through the scriptures, one book and one message at a time. I'm Jeff Gilbert, and I'll be your guide through the Bible to help you better understand God's Word, what He wants to teach us, and more about His Son, Jesus Christ. Sound voice. Hi, today we're in Acts chapter 13, and we're in a phase of the church where the gospel is about to start to grow and spread even further. And we see that the church is gathered together in Antioch, which is uh, in the area of Syria nowadays, and there they had different kinds of ministries gathered together. The Bible mentions that there were prophets and teachers. And Barnabas was there, Simeon, who was also called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, Manaean, a lifelong friend of Herod the Tetrarch, and Saul. So it names some of those who were the leaders of the church. And while they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said set apart for me barnabas and saul for the work to which i have called them there's a very interesting (laughs) bit of information here in just a short little text one thing that they were worshiping the lord and fasting so fasting was an integral part of the early church as it should be nowadays and different people have different ideas about fasting and it's not clear what kind of fast or how long or anything here, so we can't really speculate how they were fasting, nor can we speculate how they were worshiping the Lord. Well, I suppose we could speculate, but we won't because it's not clear here. But let's just say that they were gathered together. Maybe they were singing, you know, and, and, and just paying attention and waiting on the Lord. The interesting part is that the Holy Spirit said, set Barnabas and Saul apart for the work which I have called them. But you know it's interesting that we know that the Holy Spirit speaks to the church through spiritual gifts. But it's not clear how he spoke here. So now let's speculate to a a, a limited speculation, shall we say. He could have said that in a spiritual dream. Someone could have had a dream and said, you know, I had a dream last night. And God said um, Saul and Barnabas should be set apart on a missionary journey. Could have happened. It could have been, you know, someone speaking in tongues and then another having the gift of interpretation of tongues, and what was said was this very phrase. Could have been several things. Could have been a vision, someone seeing Saul and Barnabas being set aside and sent out in a boat or something like that. So it's not really very clear, very specific. All we know is that he did that. It's also interesting to note that. When the holy spirit gave that he didn't he didn't say a lot he didn't say oh they're going to go to this place this place this place they're going to see these people He didn't give a lot of specific details or instructions about what was going to happen or even where they were going to go he just sent them out because i've I've prepared them and i've called them for this and then they continued they were after they were fasting and praying they laid hands on them and sent them off so these are all things that we see today in the church as well people fast We pray when there's a need, we call together the leaders of the church and we lay hands on them. Uh, If they're sick or they're going off on a, say, they're going off on a missionary journey, even till today, we would lay hands on them and pray for them and ask for God's blessing. So they were sent out by the Holy Spirit. And then where did they go? They went down to Cyprus. So the island, just not too far, they set sail. They went over to Cyprus. And they began to preach the the word of god in the synagogues of the jews it's what they were familiar with right they went to what they knew they went to the jewish religion christianity was still mostly a jewish faith in that time Um, it was just coming out of the jewish heritage and into a new uh, work that the holy spirit was doing for the gentiles so it's still a bit early but they go to the synagogues they preach to the jews there and they were uh, actually they were very well received but then right away you know when the holy spirit calls us to do something or we have a mission from the lord to go and do something we often meet some resistance from the enemy he tries to throw up some roadblocks which are typically ineffective i can say that i remember the same thing happening we were starting a house church one time we lived way out in the country (laughs) And just as we were about to start our first Bible study ever, we were so excited. There was a group of us together, and we knew the Lord really wanted to do something. And just as we are about to start, on the door knocks a, a, a couple of guys, a couple of drunk migrant workers who were just in the area, just happened to come to our house and knock on the door. They didn't have anything to say. They were just there to disrupt everything. And it was obviously a, a hand of the enemy trying to bring confusion and disruption in any way that he could. And in the same way here for Saul and for Barnabas, this guy comes along and he's a magician. And he's kind of, you know, he's close to the proconsul. His name is Sergius Paulus. He was a very intelligent man and had asked uh, Barnabas and Saul to come and to talk to him about the Word of God. But when this magician, Elemas, and came and... Started to, you know, talk to the proconsul, don't listen to them, and causing trouble. Of course the enemy is stirring this all up. And Saul, you know, he filled with the Holy Spirit. So remember, he's filled with the Holy Spirit. There's power in the Holy Spirit. And, you know, Paul had the gift of discernment of spirits here, knowing what, you know, is going on. And he said, You son of the devil, you enemy full of all deceit and villainy, he really, you know points a vindictive finger at him he said now you'll be blind and unable to see the sun for a time and immediately darkness fell upon him and he went about in looking for people to take him by the hand and lead him about because of that the the proconsul this governor he believed and when he saw what occurred and he was astonished not only in what he saw it says he was astonished in the teaching of the lord so after that you know, we, don't, we also don't know what happened after that. We don't know, oh, was there a church there? We know later on that, you know, churches popped up in these places, of course. But we don't know exactly what took place. What happened to this guy? And, you know, did other people believe? And did they start a little community there? We, there's not a whole lot of detail. It just says that they moved on and they went to the next place. And they set sail for Paphos and to Perga and Pamphylia. So now we're in, they've left the isle of uh, Cyprus island of Cyprus, and they've gone up to the southern coast of what today would be Turkey. They went to Perga and Antioch and Pisidia, and then again, they went to the synagogues and they began to preach. And what did they preach? It's interesting to know, you know, what kind of message did they give? So they talked to the people, the Jewish people in the synagogues there, about what they understood. They went through the histories, you know, the... And the 40 years in the wilderness, and I don't know, just all of the the uh, patriarchs talking about David and talking about Saul and the progression of faith. And, you know, people then would really relate, oh, he's talking about things that we love, things that we're here to, we're gathered to hear about. And then he also talks about some of the failures, but then he's, he talks about Jesus who comes and he said then now uh, God promised to the fathers is fulfilled by raising Jesus and he talks about the Psalms he says you are my son today I have not begotten you and he raised them from the dead no more to return to corruption so now he's teaching them something very new and very dramatic for them to hear he says I'll give you the blessings of David And says you will not let your holy one see corruption so he's taking these verses and he's directly relating them to the ministry of jesus and his purpose for coming then he says david when he died he he saw corruption and his fathers saw corruption but he whom he raised speaking of jesus god raised up he did not see corruption he was without sin so Let it be known, brothers, that through this man forgiveness of sins is proclaimed to you, and by him everyone who believes is freed from everything from which you could not be freed by the law of Moses. So he says, you see, all of that law could not free you. But because Jesus saw no corruption, and he rose from the dead, it shows us that he can overcome sin, he can overcome the world, he can overcome death, and we're set free from all of those laws and all that religiosity because Jesus overcame all of it for us. And he says, you are freed. And really, to be set free from all of that, I call it religiosity, is true freedom. And then he goes and he, they continue to preach. And they were so excited to hear about this freedom through Jesus. So excited to hear about the gospel. They said, oh, please meet us next week. Come back on the next Sabbath. And they broke up. And they they followed uh, Paul and Barnabas. Now Saul is being called Paul. See, there's a transition here. So I've called him Saul before, but now we're on to Paul. And, And as they spoke with him, they urged them to continue in the grace of God. So does Paul know what the plan of God is for their lives? Does he know what's going to happen to that area, that community? No, he's simply following what the Holy Spirit did, going out on a missionary journey, And when he did that, they began to preach what they knew, and God began to bless, give them direction, help them to preach the right words. And he gave them people who had open ears to hear what they were about to say. But some of the Jews there, when they saw the crowds, they became jealous because they're, oh, wow, he's taking away our followers, the people who come to hear us and love us and give us money. Now he's taking them away. So they began to revile them. And, you know, Paul and Barnabas said, you know, it's necessary that we first speak to you. But since you're thrusting it aside, let's tell you another thing. We're going to turn to the Gentiles. Because the Lord commanded us, saying, and this is now he's quoting scripture again, I have made you a light for the Gentiles, that you may bring salvation to the ends of the earth. This is completely new again, because... You know, we know that the gospel was opened up by Peter, through Peter, to the Gentiles when he went to Cornelius' house that day. But now, Paul is grabbing that and saying, see, though some of the Jews here were excited, I'm just, you know, suggesting what thoughts might have gone through his head. Now, since you are starting to reject it, I'm going to tell you another thing. We're here to preach to the Gentiles and God has made a way for salvation for them. And when the Gentiles heard this, because they'd heard the preaching, they'd heard the message of Jesus, but they didn't know that it was for them. And they began to rejoice and glorify the word of the Lord. And they realized that they had been appointed to eternal life. Oh, wow. Isn't that wonderful? And then the word of the Lord began to spread through the whole region. And the Jews, uh, again, because they're jealous and they're angry about this. They get some women, it says, of high standing, and some leaders of the community, and they stirred up persecution against Paul and Barnabas, and they drove them out of their district. But you know, the Word of God had been planted there, the people had received it, and things were going to, to, to take, a, take root after that. Do you know, if we go back a few verses to verse 41, it says, I'm doing a work in your days, a work that you will not believe, even if one tells it to you. Do you know what work that is? it's the work of salvation operating in our lives by the power of the holy spirit that's the work and when jesus presents himself to us and saves us when his holy spirit fills us and begins to work within us and change us and transform us he really changes who we are and even how we feel and how we look at life Our whole life has changed. That's why Jesus called it to be born again. Because it's like a whole new life starts for us. You know, we could hear that message, just like the Gentiles were listening to the message, but they weren't applying it to their own life because they didn't know it was for them. But you know, it's for all of us, anybody who's listening. This message is for us, that Jesus died for us, that his Holy Spirit wants to abide within us, and do a completely new work in our life, regardless of our past, regardless of our hardships in our current situation, the Holy Spirit wants to do a work in our hearts. How do I know that? Because in the same way, the Holy Spirit said, I've prepared a work for them to do. They didn't know what the work was. They just went out and they did it. What was the thing that they had prepared? They had prepared not only the, the lives of Paul and Barnabas to be preachers of the gospel and to travel around. He was preparing the hearts and the lives of the people who would receive that word and who would listen to them. He'd gone on ahead, brought the people together, brought the people there who were needy. And if you have needs and you want, Jesus can save you. Just ask him to. The Holy Spirit can live within you and do a work, and I'm going to say this just like it does here, that you won't believe it. Even if somebody tells you, even though I'm telling you, you won't believe the work that God can do in your heart. So they were rejected from that time, but you know what? They were filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. Why? Because they really saw the hand of God at work. They were really blessed and so filled with joy to be preaching the Word of God and to have it received by everyone. I encourage you today. Ask Jesus to save you. Ask the Holy Spirit to fill you and to do a new work in your life as well. God is our refuge and our strength, an